everybody. Welcome to another edition of Sex and Other Human Activities. My name is Sarah Benincasa. You can find me on Twitter at Sarah J. Benincasa. That is Marcus Parks. Hello. You can find him on Twitter at Marcus Parks. And that's Marcus with a C. Yeah. I'd like to point that out. <laughs> Thank it's, you. It's fun when we get um, emails from around the world because sometimes people, I've noticed especially um, people from foreign lands tend to assume that you are M-A-R-K-U-S. Yes, they do. And I feel that M-A-R-K-U-S, that guy is an asshole. Yeah. Marcus with a C, Roman yeah. strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to give a special welcome to uh, our new listeners, uh-huh. the people who may have come here by way of uh, hearing the episode of What the Fuck with Mark Marin, which as we're recording right now, uh, isn't out yet, but it's going to be out tomorrow. And I have a feeling that we will get some new friends who will be coming our way because of that. Hello. Hello. I mean, I could be delusional. Maybe fucking nobody <laughs> knew is listening. Maybe it was just a fucking disaster and my episode was awful. And everyone was like, why the fuck would I want to listen to anything that that woman does? And by extension, Marcus Parks, maybe I ruined both our lives. And then I ruined Cave Comedy Radio. Maybe I have that much power. This is what it sounds like when a narcissist <laughs> gets scared. <laughs> But let's just assume that. And you know what? Heck, maybe we have some new listeners who just, you know, it's their first time listening. Uh, they've never heard of what the fuck. They never heard of us. They just found us on iTunes randomly and they were like, hey. Maybe. So hello and welcome. This is a program where we talk about sex and other human activities. Now, we often end up talking about uh, about mental health. Yes. Um, quite a lot. But then sometimes we'll just we'll we'll get back to our roots and. I believe that Marcus has something to say that does does have to do with sex. It is yes. a it is a retraction. Mm-hmm. I have to make a retraction. My girlfriend does not have inverted nipples because I did not know what inverted nipples were. Oh. I had no clue. Apparently, she just has shy nipples, <laughs> which is an actual thing. She told me when she is not aroused, they are inside, and when they uh, are aroused, they come out and they're quite nice now what is the difference between that a shy nipple mm-hmm. which to me sounds kind of like balls <laughs> guy, like if a guy goes in the ocean right it's cold uh-huh. his balls are gonna shrivel close to his body for warmth if he's like horny and it's nice and warm they're gonna be all big and floppy and nasty <laughs> throw some talcum powder down there please <sighs> um but what's an inverted nipple? An inverted nipple, I was informed, is a, a nipple that is permanently inverted and it ha- requires surgery to bring them out again. So it's uh, an innie. Wi- yeah, it's an innie and women who have inverted nipples can't breastfeed. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it's an innie nipple. An innie nip. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Which I, I have no problem with either. Yeah. I mean, that just sounds kind of fun to me. Like, just sounds mm-hmm. interesting. I mean, it sucks about the you breast thing. You could try to fuck thing, it. But yeah, you could try to fuck it. You could lick it. You could do a lot of things. And it makes you different. And that's cool. I wonder if there are any porn stars who have inverted nipples. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I'm sure somewhere on the internet we could find something with inverted nipples. Yeah. Like, yeah, that would definitely happen. So, uh, so Marcus's girlfriend, however, not of the club of the inverted nips. Nope. Shy nips. She is. Uh, she but she's. She's like. I can't fucking believe you went on the air and told said and told when you have fucking nipples. <laughs> <laughs> she talks nothing. She she's, talks nothing. She like that. She talks absolutely nothing like that. She's British, but I can't do her accent because it's weird. It's, it is a weird accent. It's a northern it's, accent, and, and it's her, it's relatively. It's been 
like made a little milder by years of exposure to stupid Americans. So it's like, (laughs) it's not, I'm sure it gets stronger when she goes home. Oh yeah. And I get to talking to her about back home and she just fucking goes straight into it and starts saying things like, isn't it? And you're like, and are you a shepherd? <laughs> what is happening? Sometimes she, she told me last night that sometimes whenever we're fucking, she feels like she's fucking America. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love it. And I told her sometimes whenever we're fucking, I feel like I'm fucking the rest of the world. That's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause well, yeah, because she's, she's like eight different things. Yeah, Car- yeah Caribbean, British, uh, Middle Eastern, Israeli. Speaks French and German. There's some African way back in there. Some African. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm fucking everything. Yeah, you are. She's international. Yeah. Is she at all Asian? Not that I can think of. (sighs) She needs to work on that. (laughs) That's like the only continent that like has not produced. How are we going to work on that? I don't know, but we could like (laughs) splice some DNA together. Like we could get one of our Asian friends and then like be like, hey, can you just can we just put you in a lab and splice your DNA with Nikita's? And they'll be like, no, that's fucking gross and vaguely racist. And I'll be like, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just trying to make her the world. Yeah. Um, So I have a I have a, a question for you. It is definitely... Well, it's about sex, but it's it's in the realm of fantasy. Okay. And I was thinking about it because you were singing Lionel Richie's Hello. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? And I am all at once transported to the video where a blind ballerina, mm-hmm. um, then also a blind sculptress. Now, I don't know if he's her high school teacher or her college teacher. I think he's her high school teacher because... Uh-huh. A bell rings at a certain point, which is gross. Like they're they're in the school. She's going through her different classes. He's creepily hanging around, staring at her. And at one point, the bell rings to signal the end of class. Now, I don't know about you, but that never ever happened to me in college. There was God, never a no. bell that rang. So I was thinking, maybe is this school just for people who are blind and they've got the bells ringing? And then I was like, no. You know what? This is probably a high school. So anyway point being the molesty video where Lionel stalks a blind girl uh-huh. and at one point she makes and she's an art class and she sculpts his head including his fine ass jerry curls she spontaneously sculpts his head as if as if she knows as if they're meant to be together yeah and it's it's very meaningful it's an awful sculpture oh no it's very ugly yeah but it's full of meaning yeah. now would you rather fuck the head of Lionel Richie <laughs> as created by this blind chick or the disembodied but still alive head of Orpheus. Oh, Orpheus, of course. Is it because he's a better singer? <laughs> Be honest. Well, uh, well, now that I think about it, if I, it was, it's just the sculpture of... Uh, it's just the, the clay sculpture of Lionel's head. Now, I don't know if it's been fired or exactly. not yet. Is uh, it fired? Which would you prefer? Well, I would prefer it to be unfired because if it's malleable, then I could still fuck it. I'm right. f- I, you can't fuck stone. That's true. Yeah. That's, that would hurt. Mm-hmm. Orpheus, however, could give you an actual blowjob. Yeah, exactly. It's consensual, by the way. It's consensual oh, in both okay. cases. <laughs> I mean, we here on Sex and Other Human Activities, huge fans of consensual sex. Yes. Big, it's our favorite thing. Yeah, it's our favorite kind of sex. So I would say it has not been fired. Mm-hmm. The head of Lionel Richie has not been fired. <laughs> and this is my favorite thing we've talked about in a really long time. <laughs> uh, and, of course, or- Orpheus being uh, from the, the Greek myth of uh, Orpheus and 
Eurydice? Eurydice, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, where so he goes, sad. Yeah, he goes, uh, he goes to Hades to try to bring his love back to life. And Hades tells her that, Yo, or tells him that if you can walk all the way up to the surface world without looking back, you shall have your bride again. He can't stand it. He looks back, and she's seen uh, falling off into the darkness. So and then he goes and he uh, sings sad songs because he is a singer. Sings sad songs until the Furies come along and rip him to pieces, mm-hmm. and his uh, head is uh, forever uh, immortal yeah. to mourn and sing. Yeah, or at and least that's the that's, that's the, Sandman the Sandman version, version of it. Yeah, yeah, that's the Neil Gaiman Sandman version of it. I had a dream last night that I was at a party, and somebody said, um, and somebody said, I like Family Guy better than the Sandman comics, and I said, Yeah, that Gaiman, he can't write anything, and then everyone laughed because you see. Gaiman is really good at writing. <laughs> it wasn't that funny. But in my head, in my dream, it was a big hit. Yeah. It was a big hit. In your dream, it was the bone mow of the night. It was amazing. So, um, so Orpheus? Orpheus. I'd go, I think, well, yeah, I think I'm still going to have to go Lionel Richie. Well, it's the, it's the, I mean, you, you would get to fuck the head and then you would get to have the head from that. <laughs> I can't tell you how much money I would pay to buy that. I would give it to my best friend Alexandra. Yeah. Um and cuz she would appreciate it and I would pay well, I would I'd put it on a credit card. Mm-hmm. But I would pay $1000 for that. 1000. I'd have to put it on a credit card cuz I don't have that kind of scratch. I'd pay 60 around. bucks. 60 bucks. If I saw that head for on sale for 60 bucks, I think I'd buy it. Would and then you, I'd sell it to you for 1000. Would you fuck it? No. Before you sent it, to, gave it to me. <laughs> Would you please fuck it? Would you please? If fuck you give me fifteen hundred, I will. Awesome. Um, we our our last our last episode. It's called the heart. I believe <laughs> it's called heart. Very controversial. Now we oddly enough, this show we get we're very frank about sex. We're very frank about mental illness. We're very frank about pretty much everything. Um. You know, so long as it's not going to hurt hurt somebody that we love, we're probably going to tell you a lot of true life stories and stuff like that. Marcus saw, and I will not recount it, but saw fit to tell a story that he had read, I believe, mm-hmm. in uh, the, it was a memoir of an undertaker? No, 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 no. It was uh, just a book called Cemetery Stories. It was just a woman who wrote about all everything that has to do with, you know, what happens after you die and mm-hmm. cemeteries and the types of people that take care of your body after you die. Marcus shared a story that was very disgusting, and it is it is on. If you need to hear it, it's on episode 46. 46, 46. Yeah. This is episode 47. It's in episode 46. It's You should not listen to it around kids. It is very disgusting. It is the kind of story that would pro- I would expect to hear on another cavecomedyradio.com show, The Roundtable of Gentlemen, which yes. is a very perverse program. Or the last podcast on the left. Yeah, which is about horror. Yeah. Well... We got an email from someone who was still clearly a loyal fan, probably uh-huh. listening now. Adam, I don't think he'll care if I say his name. I don't think so either. Adam wa- wrote to us. It's pretty, honestly, it's pretty light as far as critical emails go. He just told us that he was not going to re-listen. Here's what he says. In it. Here's what he actually says. Sarah, nothing personal to you, but I will not be re-listening to episode 46 as Marcus's heart story in its entirety really grossed me out. Later, Adam. 
I mean, first of all, I think it's funny that people re-listen to our shows. <laughs> yeah, I, I re-listened to it. And after I got that email, I was like, Adam, this is disgusting. And I re-listened to it in bed. I couldn't fall asleep. And I was like, uh-huh. well, this will soothe me. Yeah. And I re-listened to it. And I was just like, I, this is just gr- I mean, we've talked about some stuff. <laughs> but now we're arousing the curiosity of the listeners. And they're going to go listen to it. It's about... It's about sh- you, you know everybody you know everybody's so sex positive and so supportive of everything and then I start talking about necrophilia yes or pedophilia necrophilia it's pedophilia necrophilia <laughs> necropedophilia and, and necropedophilia and everyone just flips out <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> um there is a uh, this this is something I, I wanted to to touch on briefly. I got more, by the way. Oh, I don't want to hear. No, <laughs> no. I was listening to the preview clip that um, that that Marin put up of the what the fuck episode that I'm on, and it start the point of it actually made me think of us very much because it was cut from a conversation in which I was talking about sex and other human activities, and he was asking me like what you know, what qualifies you to be a, a sex talk person? Mm-hmm. Like what, and, and then my answer was just that I'm curious and I like to ask questions and give answers and based on my own opinion. And I think that's probably true of you too, Marcus. Like we don't pretend oh, yeah. to be experts. No, 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 no. I mean, we fucked a lot, but. Yeah, we fucked a lot. Yeah. So we've, we've not, uh, well, we fucked each other once. One. <laughs> once. Let's just clarify. Yeah, yeah let's clarify. We've, we've fucked other people. A lot. A lot. But repeatedly. Yes. Each other once. Once. Yeah. And it was life-changing. It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we host a show together. And Yay. we did that before we started hosting the we show. We did. Yeah. We did. Well, I think that's. I think everyone, I think everyone, if they have to work with a partner, should have to do that. Like, consensually, again, consensually, <laughs> they should have the option. Like, let's say you're like, um, you know, it's, I don't know, you're like a detective, you know, on the force. <laughs> your name is like Malarkey McDougal. And then, you know, you're like 50 and you've been in for 30 years. And then you get assigned a new partner, Scrappy Cappuccino. <laughs> you and Scrappy Cappuccino should probably have sex before you work together. Uh, you don't like it? I'm not, I'm not sure. What about you're a priest? Okay. And there's another priest who you're going to be sharing the parish with. Yes. You guys should probably do it, right? Yes. You're probably going to do it anyway. Yes. This is totally fine. Yes. If let's say that you are a tandem, uh, you, you are, oh, oh, you're like an ice skating duo. Do you think those people have sex? Do you think ice skating duos, there's a lot of like sex having? I think sometimes. But I think a lot of the guys are gay, though. I think so, too. Yeah. I think that I think they make it that way. I think they breed them that way. Yeah. They breed the males just to not want to fuck the ladies. And there's probably so few straight males. It's probably like in, say, ballet, where there's so few straight males that the ones who are straight get to just fuck a ton. Yeah. Just as much as they want to. I was talking to a friend the other day, and I was talking to him about... Because he, he fucks a lot, and I was talking to him about his situation. And he was like, well... I I got a a girl I got a wife a girlfriend and a mistress, and I was like, "Do they know that?" And he said, "Just the mistress. That's why she's the mistress." <laughs> I was like, "Well, all right." And I said, "Are you are you committed to any of these ladies?" And he was like, "No, no." He like admitted he's like, "No, this is just the categories that I put them in in my head." And I was wondering, 
Um, before we get to our, our very interesting emails, of course, I was wondering, like, do you have you ever at any time in your life had an experience where you were seeing multiple people and you categorized them differently? Not really. No, I've never been much of one for seeing multiple people at once. It's confusing. It's really confusing. And I feel bad. Yeah. Like I just can't. Yeah. I, I feel bad about it. And I'm all, and I'm also scared that I'm going to be hanging out with one girl and another girl is going to text me. Or something, and that's going to pop up on the phone. She's like, oh, who's that? And I'm like, I don't know. And then everything just goes all wackadoodle. And all of a sudden, I only got one girl. And I probably like the other girl better because I was hanging out with her instead of the other one. It's true. It's all very confusing. And, yeah, I just don't – I feel kind of – I've done it a couple times. Um, and uh, it just – nah. I just didn't like it. I don't. I don't like it at all. What about – I mean, I know you, you – uh, I've are, done that. Yeah, you're a fan. Yeah. I've, yeah. I, well – I'm a practitioner, but I don't know if I'm a fan. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, does does a pyromaniac truly love what he does? Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> does, I can say that from experience. Does a grave digger truly love what he does? Sometimes. Sometimes. You know, it's... I, it's but it's, do you mean grave digger or grave robber? I think grave robber loves it. Yeah. I think he's into it. Yeah. Um, I think that... Sometimes when I date multiple people, it's because it's about getting different needs met. It's like, this is the fucking boy. This is the talking boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been the talking boy before. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, fuck off. That, <laughs> oh, man, me and, me and Nikita were having this conversation just last night because uh, she used to always be the talking girl mm-hmm. and I would be the talking guy. And the people that we were with, they would fuck everybody else except for us. And just, like, talk to you. And, and like, just, like, talk to you. And be like, oh, yeah, so, yeah. And, like, make out every once in a while. Yeah. And, like, maybe, like, maybe not even at, like, a handy or something. Like, like rubbing on, you get to rub on the jeans a little bit. Yeah, and maybe I know feel that very well. And, like, feel up the tits. And that's it. And you're, and that sucks to be that guy. It sucks to be that person in general where you know that the, and you know that this person is, you know, fucking everyone else but you yeah. and you know that there and you start to question your own worth like you start to quite like well what's wrong with me what what did i do wrong what like what's wrong with me that she won't be with me and she will be with all these other guys and usually the guys that the fuck guys those guys are pieces of shit they treat her like shit they treat her like shit they're you know fucking assholes but for some reason that's those are the guys that she wants to fuck uh and i yeah i swore that shit off Years ago. That's good. I think yeah. that's it's healthier that I, way. After a, yeah, I just kind of like I, I think it's something that you got to grow up out of, and you have to just so one day just be like, you know what? No, I'm not I'm not going to be that guy anymore. Like I'm going to find I'm going to find the other the the talker. Well, the right. ideal I think is to be the talker and the fucker. That's the ideal. And yeah. I don't know that I've ever found. Once I found someone who was like the talking person and the fucking person. I think they call those girlfriends and boyfriends. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I've had boyfriends who were just, who were mostly just talking, you know, where where sex was not a huge part of the relationship, where it was mostly just about talking. And then we would break up and I would go on a fuck spree. Um, and until I found the next person who was my talking person. I was talking to Shrink about this yesterday. Um, because I, I was like, I think I've sort of, it's almost like a Madonna whore thing. I think I've mm-hmm. kind of somehow absorbed that where, but apply it to guys. Like, this is the talking guy. We have feelings and love each other. And then this is the fucking guy. And we just fuck. Yeah. And, you know, there's some blurring of the lines, too. But um, I just think it's interesting. I wonder how many people out there um, 
can relate to that where you categorize the people that you're that you engage with as the fucking people or the talking people and you can email us at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com again that's cavecomedyradio at gmail.com <laughs> and we have some emails to get to yes we do let's see we've got um do you want to start off with let's see i don't know if what we're allowed to call her from which one for uh, a gal oh the gal from uh from britain Yes. Yeah, and we have to do her accent. She requested. Ah. Because we do terrible. In case you didn't know, we do terrible accents. And yeah. we haven't done terrible accents in a while. I mean, earlier you did one. But let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's see. She says... Oh, she just sort of has a comment. She was talking about... I talked about how... Um, uh, I I recently got waxed and mm-hmm. I was very anti-waxing and then I got it done didn't hurt as bad as I thought and I actually liked the way it looked I thought it was cool and now it's growing in and I have to get it redid but um, and she said you know she was at, I, I, I had a similar kind of time with it too I'd always I'd always been kind of against the idea of having one more out of worrying about pain than anything else but after a friend was telling me how much she'd loved it I was feeling like doing something kind of wild and she absolutely she persuaded me to go for it. Blah, 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 blah. It hurt like shit L. It hurt like shit L. And then she talks about how if you haven't had a special someone go down on you while you're waxed, you're missing out on one of the best things in the world ever. Um, she wanted to know what about it changed my mind? What do you like about it? I, th- I this, Having smooth skin where once there had been hairiness was just cool. Yeah. I don't know. I was For just, a second there, I thought you were going to say the smell. Yeah, the like, smell. Well, please elaborate. The snizzatch. Oh, oh! can I talk to you about pussy smell for a moment? Of course. I've been learning some things because I have a friend who's pregnant. Mm-hmm. I have a few friends who are pregnant. And from these women, I've gleaned some information, which is that your vagina when you're pregnant smells different. I could see that. Yeah, of course. There's like different there's, chemicals and stuff. smells like a baby. It doesn't smell like a baby, like powdery, sweet, adorableness. Yeah. Like uh, the bad smell of baby. But not like poop. It just smells different. It's just uh. different. Just different. All right. You know how like... Well, I'm a connoisseur of all different scents of the vagina. It just... The pregnant smell, I don't know if everybody has the same pregnant smell or what, but it just switches stuff. Also, apparently when you're pregnant, you fart a lot. Yeah, knew that. (sighs) I've had two uh, sisters-in-law that have uh, been pregnant. You know the ways. Three times. I just didn't know that so much happened. Yeah, a lot changes. I didn't know that the farting happened. I didn't know that the, the puss smelled different. Apparently, there you you have like vaginal secretions and stuff. My friend told me about it. She was like, "Yeah, I, keep, I have all these like all this discharge." And I go, "I seriously was like, is it the baby peeing out of you?" <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently, I don't understand human biology. No, no. Because I thought it was the baby peeing through her vagina, and I learned that that's not true. That actually the waste from the baby is is filtered every ninety minutes in the body, ah, and it's just it's it's fil- it's filtered. You know, it's not pooping, so it's just you know it's it's filtered in some sort of magical way. What color is it? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's clear. I feel like it's yellowish brown. Ugh. God. If anybody knows what baby pee looks like in utero, <laughs> please email cavecomedyradio at gmail.com and let us know. Also, if you have any questions, comments, concerns about stuff that we're talking about, uh, cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. So let's move on to our dude, 
our German dude, who I think he requested, did he request that we call him? Somebody requested that he be called Reginald, but not this one. He's from Germany. Let's call him, oh God, the urge to call him Adolf is so strong. <laughs> so strong. Fritz? Fritz. Yeah. Let's I mean, I, is that, I, but is that kind of a slur though? Like something's on the Fritz? No, 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 no. Like Adolf? calling German guys Fritz. It's like calling a, like calling a Mexican guy Jose. It's all right. I think yeah, it's, it's okay. kind of like generic. Yeah. I feel like calling an American Johnny. Johnny. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Johnny. So Fritz, um, start. It's a very, very long email, but I, I do want to say some nice stuff. He said, he said, "Hey, Sarah Marcus, <laughs> I got to say your podcast is different from all the stuff I normally listen to, and I love it." <laughs> he says, you guys are real funny and honest and open individuals. I'm like that, too. That's why I love it so much. It's informative entertainment by real people. Um, and he listens to all the Cave Comedy Radio podcasts. And he loves Roundtable of Gentlemen. Newsman Marcus is doing a great job in all of those. Bang. Thank you. So true. Hey, can I do my German accent for a bit? Please do. I got a creepy one. My name is Fritz. <laughs> My name is Fritz, and I am a 23-year-old virgin, and I don't care that I am. I have never been in a relationship or even kissed a girl. It's not that I don't want to, not because I have want to wait until I'm married. It just never happened. Ew, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you're going to eat my flesh. I just don't put as much pressure on myself like others do to me or on themselves. That's really all I, I wanted to really do. I feel really creepy about that. <laughs> it made my vagina retract. Oh, uh, why? Oh, man. I, seal I'm itself just, up. It's just, I mean, I think Roundtable and last podcast is just seeping into everything. Yeah, there's the dirtiness is just like, uh. It's just the dirtiness and the creepiness. It's just, like, yeah, my life has become so creepy lately. But back to Mike. Yeah, um, whose name is Fritz. Oh. Um, we <laughs> well, there's a bunch of Mikes in Germany, so I'm sure it's fine. Um He's basically he goes on and to tell us about how he's just like he's proud and fine that he's a virgin. He hasn't kissed a girl. It doesn't bother him. He's not upset about it. Um, and he says he's like I'll um, I'll keep it cool. If it happens, it happens. If not, fine. I'll keep being master keeping masturbating, mm-hmm. playing video games and watching squirting porn on the intertubes. Then wow. <laughs> and he also says that and this is weird. I didn't realize. That. I guess maybe. Uh, this is just something you don't realize about other countries. You said that uh, a lot of kids that he knew lost their virginity at like 13, 14. Yeah, those Euros start young. Like Southerners yeah. start young too, though. I oh, feel yeah. Like. Southerners start real young Southerners as well. Southerners and Euros are like, let me just start fucking when I'm 12. And everyone mm. else is like, um, maybe you should wait. In America, we're like, maybe wait, uh, wait. And I feel like in Europe, there's no thing that's like, wait. Nobody ever goes like, wait to have sex. No, I don't think so. Nobody either. ever says like, wait, save yourself. Yeah, but this kid, he's just saying, and here's his question is, uh, am I doing it wrong by dealing it with it the way I do? Not caring when it happens. I'm not living to fulfill other, other people's expectations. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, well, <laughs> uh, you know, I think you what what you want, Fritz, is what we're going to give you and what you expect, which is affirmation. Yeah. And so I think that the way you're doing it is great. Uh, I think it's awesome. And eventually it will happen. I wouldn't get so caught up in the sort of pride of like, yeah, man, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. It happens when it happens. Whatever. Don't get so caught up in that. Just be cool with who you are and just be like, yeah. Well, you know, don't let, you know, so, you know, sometimes people who are geeks will use their not geeks nerds people who are nerds who say aren't good at sports will then turn it around to be like 
fuck athletes. I don't want to be one of those douche losers. Mm-hmm. I, and trust me, I empathize. But it's unnecessary to degrade the thing you're not good at or the thing you're not doing. Um, you can just accept, like, it's better to just accept, like, hey, you know what? I don't play sports. That's okay. Yeah. And it, I didn't get the impression you were doing that in, in the letter, Fritz, but you did seem to be a little bit, like, I'm sure you have to be a bit defensive about it because you have friends who are pressuring you and stuff. And I think it's cool just to respond to them, like, hey, man, happens when it happens, whatever. Yeah. It seems like you have the right attitude. No, the best, uh, that's the best way to do, really do anything as far as, like, pressuring goes. So you're like, yeah, don't make a big deal out of it. Yeah, just I can just deflate it, deflect it, uh, and yeah, that's it. It's pretty easy to do. That's about it, Fritzo. Yeah. Well, Marcus, do you have any questions, comments, or concerns that I can address? Ah, uh, no, I'm doing fucking awesome. We got one more letter though. Oh, we do. I yeah. forgot about it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, they asked first of all. They requested to be named. Reginald. Yes, yeah. Reginald. Yes, the yes. man uh, requested to be named Reginald. <gasps> I'm already and, a fan uh, of this person. The friend wanted, and he wanted to uh, call the friend that he's talking about Edgar. Okay. Hi, Sarah. My name is Reginald, and I'm a huge fan of sex and other human activities. One of my friends has been down in the dumps for a bit and has been known to drink to deal with it. Unbeknownst to me, he has been getting very drunk around our mutual friend, who I'll call Gloria. And mentioning a desire to kill himself more and more frequently. Just last night, she was out. He was out with Gloria, and he went to great detail about his plans to kill himself, including the upcoming date he would do this. Gloria freaked out, contacted his mom, who he still lives with, and described the situation. And she responded by thanking Gloria and saying she would use her resources in the healthcare field to find our friend a discreet and proper place to get our friend help. Gloria is now worrying that she did wrong, the wrong thing and only made our friend's life worse. And by worrying, I mean she's a wreck. Would you by any chance be willing to respond with a little email or talk about it on the show, telling her how super happy you are that someone intervened with your low points uh, and guided you towards help? I'll then forward it to her because I don't know if she'd feel comfortable with me sharing her email address with you. She's an up-and-coming comic book artist with her public image to worry about. I would just let her borrow my signed, thank you, copy of Agora Fabulous, Sarah's book. Okay. But we're currently in separate cities. It would mean a lot to me, and I thank to her much more so. Gloria is one of the sweetest and most sensitive people I know and an amazing comic book artist to boot. Thank you. Well, I wrote back to him um, and uh, with a little email that he could forward to her. But basically the gist of it was like, yeah, right on, Gloria. You absolutely did the right thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure his mom's not perfect. I'm sure he's had some issues with his mom. And perhaps his relationship with his mom plays into his depression. Um, but still, his mom is the – Edgar's mom is the first line of defense. That's who you want to know. Unless the, per, unless the parent is like extraordinarily abusive or something, that's yeah. the person that you want to go to because they have – they care about their child even if they're imperfect in the way that they show it. And that person probably has more money and more resources, more contacts and and available to them to help your friend. So you absolutely did a really brave thing. I think that one thing I put in the email was sometimes the bravest thing a friend can do is risk a friendship in order to save a life. Mm -hmm. And many of us have had to do that before. And what I have found generally is that sometimes – you don't hear from the person ever again. But most of the time you do, even if it's more distant than it used to be, you often get a thank you or you get some kind of positive. You get a smile later. Or even if the person doesn't write you a long letter saying, thank you, you saved my life. Yeah, um, but a smile, a, a curt smile is much better than a funeral. 
Exactly. Yeah. It's better to be awkward at a birthday party <laughs> when you <laughs> see the person <laughs> than for them not to have a birthday party at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you absolutely did the right thing. I think it's awesome. You should be proud of yourself and you should do some stuff that's lighthearted and fun to take your mind off it a bit, off your guilt. Like, go get your nails did. Go see Magic <laughs> Mike. Oh, Magic Oh, the greatest documentary film of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen and I am very excited about. But yeah, treat yourself. Do some fun stuff that will keep your mind active and busy and give you some relief from your guilt. But you don't need to feel guilty. You don't deserve to feel guilty. You did the right thing. It was sometimes you need to betray someone's trust in order to save their ass. And <laughs> and that's what you did. And that's OK. That's really good that you did that. Yeah. Well, cool. I guess that's it for this episode. Suppose so. Wee! Again, uh, you can check us out uh, on Twitter at Sarah J. Benincasa, at Marcus Parks, and also email us cavecomedyradio at gmail.com to say, hey, how you doing, girl? I got some issues. And we'll just be like, hey, girl, okay. <laughs> that's how we never talk on this show. <laughs> Hi. 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 So uh, take care of yourselves. Go and, and masturbate in a non-public setting by yourself. Enjoy that. Make sure that you're drinking enough fluids in the summertime. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, tune in next time for the next episode. There we are. Bye. Bye.